and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wheelhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. For more information, check out wheelhawkbeefjerky.com. My name is Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas alongside with me here. We'll get you through the next hour talking all things fantasy sports. Great song selection there, Brandon. That's the way to kick off a Friday show, a little Post Malone, as we head into the world of fantasy sports. I already see some rolling in, Jay. I see Norman to Combine. I know that came in for your show. Go Astros, Norman to Combine. And uh, that's okay. Norman, if you want to talk Houston Texans, send those texts in. one 1440 You can also reach us via email. Connor at sports1440.ca. Brandon, sports1440.ca. And uh, Twitter, at Connor Halley, at Fantasy Frenzy AM, at sports1440, at B underscore A underscore D 1727. Brandon, uh, you were down at the Canadian Brew House last night for Thursday Night Football. I know, you know, we're, we'll talk all things fantasy, but we got to start in the NFL. You were at the CBH out in Manning, uh, a, a street I remember by Peyton Manning. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, yes, Manning location for the Canadian Brew House. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. I kind of felt like a game where the Eagles had it throughout the game, but the Vikings did not go away. Kirk Cousins, what a performance fantasy-wise. Uh, a couple other guys we should mention, but how was the atmosphere? How was the ambiance at the CBH last night? Oh, it's good, good as ever. It's always a good time at the Brewhouse. The staff is is always top drawer. Um, they do such a good job looking after not only myself as kind of their special guest of the night, but every patron that, that comes in, they look after them. Um, had the chance to buy a couple rounds of drinks for a few people. There was um, a couple Minnesota Vikings fan there, okay. a Justin Jefferson jersey in attendance, <laughs> um, a bunch of guys with a, a lot of different fantasy action in that group. And then there was this other group of guys. They had a reservation, um, a, a team of some sort, and I don't. they were doing a draft, but I don't know if it was a fantasy draft or actually drafting some sort of teams for their own like ball hockey league or something. If one of you guys are listening that were there last night, I talked to a few of you, please text me and give me some clarification because I couldn't quite make out exactly what was going on? And then one of those gentlemen, Caleb, he was the um, qualifier for the um, ice or the uh, golden ticket to get a chance to win tickets to the Super Bowl at the season's end. Here, beautiful, beautiful. Did you get the chocolate cake? No, no. Why I, did? Uh, I uh, I once again had a, a meal. I had myself a nice <laughs> chicken uh, buffalo chicken sandwich. I love buffalo chicken, pretty much anything. Just I, I could eat it probably every day. So then after you eat that. Uh, a nice cold pop or two. It's kind of like, do I really need cake? But I promise, Connor, it is coming. I am going to try it, and I can finally give some validity, if anybody needs any, to your claims about just how good this triple chocolate cake is. You always need cake, and you can always take it home with you. That's what I say. The cake holds up. You throw it in the fridge, and then, like, today you could be heading home and having a nice piece of cake. That's a sound <laughs> advice. Very sound <laughs> advice. Yeah, stay stay tuned for Fantasy Frenzy for more food advice as we roll on here. We've, we've talked about hot sauce and wings. Now, cake, uh, we'll continue that. Uh, like I said, though, get a hold of us, 1-833-401-1440. Uh, that game we talked about, Vikings and Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a guy that a lot of people will be starting in their fantasy leagues, and I would say he gave you a pretty good performance last night. Uh, I had him starting one of my leagues. Those two rushing touchdowns certainly helped. The big touchdown to Devontae Smith was very nice. Don't love seeing he and A.J. Brown getting into the sidelines a little bit. But uh, DeAndre Swift, that was a guy that we talked about on this show, is someone you should definitely be looking to start, especially with the injury to Gainwell. He was going to get the rock, and he did not disappoint. He went off 175 yards on the ground. 
a touchdown. Uh, anytime you're averaging 6.3 yards per carry, that's pretty good. Boston Scott, five carries, 40 yards. He was averaging eight yards per carry. On the flip side, uh, we also said Jordan Addison would be a guy you should go for. Now, for him, it was more uh, quality over quantity. He only had three receptions, but one was a 62-yard touchdown, which is nice. TJ Hawkinson got targeted a lot in week one. Not too many yards this week. Still targeted quite a bit. Seven receptions, two touchdowns for 66 yards. And Justin Jefferson, if you had him, you're still waiting for him to hit pay dirt. But 11 receptions, 159. Uh, If that's a PPR league, you're laughing. And JJ has given you exactly what you had expected when you drafted him. Likely first overall, but I would say consensus top three. Uh, We jump into the text line here, Brandon. This comes in from Sylvan Lake. Jay, need some advice, guys, because I'm stumped. Who do I start if Aaron Jones is out, Rashad White or A.J. Dillon? Half point PPR. Thanks, Sylvan Lake. Jay. For me here, I th- my answer would be Rashad White. He's a guy I'm, I'm still very high on despite a really disappointing week one uh, in the Bucks win over, over the aforementioned Minnesota Vikings. If Aaron Jones is out, that means A.J. Dillon will be the primary back in Green Bay, which means um, pass catching downs might go to who they bring in as their as the backup to serve in that game. Don't, I'm not saying for sure, but it's kind of usually how um, Green Bay is deployed. They love to use running backs in the passing game, but I'm not sure A.J. Dillon will get those um, touches in terms of half-point PPR. I'm going to say Rashad White here. He's a threat out of the backfield um, receiving as well. Uh, that, That would be my say. I would vote for Rashad White here. Now, I will say I am a... AJ Dillon apologist uh, for for a long time I've been like I'm going to use him I'm going to make sure I uh, get him in my lineup because he's a big dude and he can get the goal line carries uh, certainly when it comes to the Packers when they're healthy it, it seems to go to Aaron Jones in their red zone especially like you said uh, as a receiving back now Emmanuel Wilson is the third string running back listed on their depth chart as I look it up he's on about 0.1 rosters right now so I'm not too many people going for him uh, he did not make the 53 man roster or the he was a scratch on game day so I'm, I'm assuming he'll get in there but I, I gotta lean towards AJ Dillon I don't know I I think it could be my bias, but I think that, you know, he's going to be counted on. I think he's a guy that just fits the mold who can be the is it the bell cow where it's like 20 plus carries uh, wear down the opposition. Tampa Bay this week, I believe they take on the Chicago Bears. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe what's bad a good option. Chicago. Yeah. Very so bad. I, I think, you know, you're you're probably expecting either way. It's not going to be an amazing performance, but. Uh, for me personally, I lean AJ Dillon and uh, hope he can punch in a couple from the goal line. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. It is fantasy frenzy here on Sports fourteen forty. I should mention uh, today on the program, uh, it kind of worked out well for us. We were thinking, who who should we make the request out to? Who might be available to join us on the show today? And I can safely say that we got a good one. Bob Harris of Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Channel eighty seven and on the Sirius XM app. He's on Twitter at football diehard. He got that handle early, and uh, we're going to talk fantasy football with him. So any questions you have, uh, week two matchups like that, uh, we'll get the questions towards Bob. I'm sure we can get some more. Uh, Man in Crocs is with with Alex Madison Madison being hot garbage last night. Do you think the Vikings signed Kareem Hunt or Lenny Fournette? That one is interesting because 
I mean, Madison, I had him last couple of years. Whenever Dalvin Cook would like show any signs of injury, I'd go pick him up and he'd, he performed great. And then this year, what did we see? Was it two fumbles last night? And, you know, he makes a big play, but it comes back. Uh, he did have the touchdown in week one. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like the Vikings will be loyal to their guy. But at the same time, you know, you're, we're getting towards that point where these guys have to sign somewhere. And if they want to play this season, uh, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, maybe they're going to waiting for an, an injury on like the Kansas City Chiefs or something so they can go somewhere where they can have a legitimate chance at a run. But I, I wouldn't think that would be a bad move if this is how Madison continues to play. Yeah, it was it's perplexing because I, much like yourself, uh, have seen him over the past couple of years do very good work in spot duty filling in for Dalvin Cook. And, and so when the Vikings decided to move on from Cook this uh, this offseason, it, it came as a surprise, but I wasn't super concerned because I, I thought I was like, yep, yeah, Alex Madison can can fill this role very well and, and at a much cheaper price than what Dalvin Cook was going to be looking for. But uh, two weeks in, the, the Vikings now 0-2. Falling to 0-3, um, it's a very small sample size of teams that have fallen to 0-3 off the start of the season and gone on to make the playoffs. Um, I'll see if I can dig up that exact stat, but it's not a huge number. And the, the lack of a run game right now in Minnesota has been been hurting them. And the lack of ball security, of course, as well. The Jefferson fumble was, I think, more unfortunate than anything um, uh, towards the end of the game. That, yeah. that pretty much was all she wrote. But yeah, I, I'd almost, I think I'd hold for the time being... I know if Hunt or Fournette sign somewhere, then all of a sudden, like, if you're looking to pick them up in fantasy, the price for them is going to be huge. You're going to have to spend a lot of your fab money or, or be very lucky in your priority um, order. But I think for the time being, you just got to hold steady. There's no sense in dropping a guy and all of a sudden he bounces back uh, because there's no reason to think he's still not going to get the ball next week. They haven't done anything to change it. So should Minnesota make these signings? I don't know. I, I think they maybe roll the roll out with what they believed in from the start here for at least a, another week or two and see how things change. But who knows? It's those those are big names and guys with a lot of credibility behind them uh, being able to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, typically when you have those struggles as a team, if you're winning the games, like a player can struggle and you're like, okay, well, when he gets back on track, we're going to be even better. But the Vikings are zero and two. Now, my question, I guess, would be, what? Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette offer. I mean, they're both guys that are unsigned for a reason. Nobody wanted to go out and pay them a premium price or at least what they deemed acceptable. So they haven't signed contracts anywhere. Uh, They're both a little bit older. Uh, Kareem Hunt coming off a year where he averaged 3.8 yards per carry with the Browns last year for playoff Lenny. Uh, I mean, last year I think there was was it injuries? I mean, he, he didn't look like the same player. I don't think, he, I don't know if he's ever really lived up to the hype that came out of LSU. Uh, had a couple of years in Jacksonville and was a, a good effective running back, but I don't know how, if he was ever really that elite back. I have to go back and take a look at the numbers, but yeah, I don't know. I think the Minnesota Vikings probably just kind of keep, uh, keep up with what they're going with, but Hey, maybe, maybe on fantasy, maybe it's a deep league and you might want to stash someone who knows, maybe it could work out for you. Uh, Victor says, the only thing my Vikings needs to do is find a quarterback. Cousins is a fantasy wizard, but fantasy points won't win you a Super Bowl. I mean, I've said that for a while. I, I, I think Kirk Cousins is a respectable quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but is he great? Is he Super Bowl potential? I don't think so. The, the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, we saw it last year. 
I don't have the exact numbers on me, but they are like where every game was one score and they won the majority of those. And so far to start the year, it's not going that way. We'll see if they bounce back. They get the Chargers next week, and Justin Jefferson will probably score four touchdowns. That's just, you know, what he will do. Uh, St. Albert, Kevin, he sent us a graphic. Who do I start as my running back, wide receiver, and tight end? Uh, Brandon, I don't know if you have this graphic up. Uh, If we were on YouTube or something and we could show this, that might be a little bit better. Looking at the team here, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb. Yes, you want to start those two. T. Higgins and Brandon Ayuk. Yes, you definitely want to start those guys. Hunter Henry at tight end. I think that could be a good one. Your flex is Gus Edwards. He's also got Deontay Foreman, Boyd, Gerald Everett, uh, Jeff Wilson on the IR. Well, so from what we're looking at here on the text or the, the graphic here, I think your lineup is good as is, Brandon. I don't know if you've brought that up as well. I navigate it on my laptop. I'm a little bit slower, but it looks yeah, like it's okay. I'm taking a look at it, and I think, yeah, the way they have the lineup set uh, at this exact moment would be fine. I mean, unless you're maybe looking to – sw- like, like Gus Edwards, is he's the man now in Baltimore. So like, RB1 in the flex spot is – that's a pretty good position to be in, I would say. So I, I think you've got the – I think you got it in nails right there. Kevin. Was that from Kevin? Yeah, St. Albert Kevin. Yes. Yeah, leave it. Barkley Chubb, lock it in. You're good. The lineup's ready. You're going to win this week. I don't know what your opposition looks like, but I like your chances. Uh, Stretch says, have you guys thought about doing an F1 fantasy segment on weekends of races? I mean, yeah, we're we're open to anything. Brandon, I don't know what your level of expertise is when it comes to F1, but we could find a guest. Uh, yeah, a guest would be great there to help uh, <laughs> help carry me along because my knowledge of F1 is about the extent of knowing that uh, Max Verstappen wins every race. Uh, so, like, it's... it's And I'm sure the fantasy goes a lot deeper, you know, picking uh, other finishes and stuff like that. But um, the, everybody's been telling, and for as long as the show's been out, you know, the Drive to Survive series, and it motivated these the creation of the uh, full swing and this quarterback thing about getting more behind-the-scenes looks. I've watched Full Swing. I've watched Quarterback. Still yet to to dive into Drive to Survive. But I guess it, it said if this is something that the people want, I might have to just to get myself fully uh, fully up to snuff on F1 knowledge and what all the, the juicy details are. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's why this show has a lot of potential because it doesn't always have to be football or hockey. You know, we'll dive into basketball a little bit for the NBA, some daily fantasy sports. We already talked about it with uh, Jeff Ulrich a couple days ago. Golf will be mentioned every once in a while. Yeah, I think we definitely could do it. I always thought that it would be a lot of fun to sit down with some buddies at a local establishment, perhaps a Canadian brew house, and watch a NASCAR or Formula One and each like do a draft and see who wins. I think that could be a, a real fun way to spend some time with your buddies. Uh, a couple more texts here before we get to break. Hey, boys, love this show. Thank you, sir. Need a name or ma'am. Am I crazy for wanting to start Bijan and Alagier? Or should I use Kirk instead of Alagier in the flex spot? Thanks for the help. I assume that's Christian Kirk. Uh, I saw somewhere today they said that they wanted to get the ball in his hands more last week. Uh, Only three targets, one reception for nine yards. I mean, the way the Atlanta Falcons in one game, in one game, have committed to the run. I mean, I think it it would be a unique strategy, but going with two Falcons running backs, it, it might work for you. What do you think, Brandon? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting proposition of uh, of going the the two guys on the same team option. I, I think I would be moving towards Christian Kirk. Like I said, they they know what they have in him and a guy that they've paid money to and, and want to be involved in the offense. The Calvin Ridley factor is a big one because he 
looks great after, you know, taking the year off involuntarily. But uh, I would opt for Christian Kirk here. But I don't hate the the idea, the strategy. Yeah. I mean, hey, if, if Bijan gets you close and Algier finishes it off and you're, you're picking up points, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. I really like Calvin Ridley. Uh, but uh, we shall see. And just a very quick one here from Lance Brandon. Uh, in a league where goals are worth more than assists, should I, with a, with the first overall pick, should I take McDavid, Drysaddle, or dare I say Matthews? Uh, very quickly, in my opinion, you go McDavid. Uh, I mean, bottom line, he's going to score 40. Leon Drysaddle's been that consistent 50-goal scorer, but I think the upside for McDavid is he could put the puck in the net a lot of different ways now and every single year he's added to the repertoire he's gotten better he just keeps getting better as a goal scorer Austin Matthews great pure goal scorer health is a concern we've only seen him play 82 games once in his career and that was his first first year so he's elite he's top five top 10 pick but I think for goals being worth more, I'm leaning to McDavid. What do you think? Yeah, this question's a non-starter for me. It's it's McDavid day and night. He won the Rocket <laughs> Richard last year and outscored every other player in the league by however many points. Like even with goals being worth more, if he doesn't win the Richard again, like you said, he's still going to score forty, probably yeah. fifty. Th- this is should be open and shut. McDavid uh, every day of the week, every hour of the day. And then he's also going to get you way more assists than anyone else, and he's going to look good doing it. Okay, we'll take a break uh, on Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The text line is one 1440 When we come back, we'll talk to Bob Harris of Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 1122, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. If you want to get in on the conversation, one eight three three four zero one one four four zero fantasy frenzy as always brought to you by will hawk beef jerky right now we're gonna get to our fantasy wizards brought to you by the canadian brew house join the cbh for monday thursday and sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the super bowl in las vegas brandon was at the manning location last night on monday we got a double header i'll be out in spruce grove if you want to join me at the cbh for a chance to go to las vegas maybe i'll buy you a drink maybe i'll buy you piece of chocolate cake we'll see you out there and uh, we'll go from there let's get to our guest today bob harris joining us now you can check out bob on twitter at football diehard and hear him on sirius xm fantasy sports radio channel 87 and on the sirius xm app bob good morning good afternoon how are you doing today doing great how are you guys doing we're doing really good we appreciate you making some time to hop on here with us so we'll start off with the game last night with the eagles knocking off the vikings and uh, i guess for the people that started deandre swift out there obviously it paid off quite well uh i want to ask you going forward with kenneth gainwell when he eventually does get healthy how do you think it's going to all work out in the eagles backfield and who becomes the number one guy who gets the starts I feel like, you know, the Eagles pulled us this when they released their initial depth chart. And at every position, they listed a single starter except running back where they listed four. <laughs> Come on, you cowards, help us out. Uh, no, the, the, it seemed like, you know, if I go back to early in the OTAs, et cetera, a lot of the local observers thought it was Rashad Penny was the guy, the former Seahawk, who would like be the between the tackles, the early down guy. And then, you know, we I talked to Chris McPherson from the team's website. And he said, Matt Swift's going to have a role as a receiver. And I thought this was odd for a team that threw the fewest passes to running backs in the NFL last year. And then as we got closer to the season, Kenneth Gainwell clearly had the momentum. That seems to be their desired outcome is Gainwell being the primary back with Swift coming in and, and, you know, 
making some plays, and apparently DeAndre Swift has other ideas. Uh, so, look, it's a really favorable matchup, and you don't want to get too far in front of this. I'm going to go with the desired outcome, and I think that's Gainwell as the lead piece, but DeAndre Swift's clearly going to mix in. Boston Scott's going to be a factor. After all, they play the Giants twice a year, and he is known for destroying them. And who knows with Penny? I mean, if you went and drafted Penny uh, hoping he would emerge as something we saw late in his 2021 season with the Seahawks when he was probably the best back in all football, ran for 200 yards more than any other player. Working behind that offensive line, you better have a lot of room on your roster because I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, as a team, averaging 5.4 yards per carry. Pretty impressive from the Philadelphia Eagles last night. Uh, on the flip side, uh, the, the usual suspects for the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson goes off. Kirk Cousins as well, four touchdowns. We, we had some people saying, maybe you don't win football games with Cousins, but you can win fantasy games with him. Uh, with Alexander Madison, what do you do with him? I mean, I, I will confess, I have him in both my leagues. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to keep him, keep him out there and hope he bounces back. But uh, am I taking the wrong approach here? It, you know, depends on your options. And this is always the thing, like, you know, especially the early season action. I heard Peter Schrager on NFL Network say, you know, early this week, week one is a liar. And that is true. You know, you, you, we, we start making decisions based on a small sample size and we can be led astray because week two is a much more truthful. I do think I have concerns about Madison going into the season. We were all drafting him in that same range of players, right? If we went, you know, waited later for our running backs into the fifth, sixth, seventh round. And he looks like a perfectly fine piece of that, but we just need to remember the Vikings throw the ball or last year threw the ball 65% almost of the time. And so the, the, the opportunities are going to be somewhat limited. It's been disappointing so far. I'm with you. I'm not giving up on him in the leagues where I've drafted him, but I'm opening the window to the possible, you know, options that I see, right? Like if you're making these decisions and players are rising up and I, again, I don't want to overstate the case for let's say a Kyron Williams and also his matchup this week against the 49ers for the Rams isn't great. But when you see some players rising up, um, you're going to, you're going to have some hard decisions here. I think in the next few weeks with Madison. Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Bob Harris is our guest from Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87 and on the XM app. Bob, uh, we got this question coming in from one of our listeners. Trailer Park Ryan wants to know uh, Raheem Mostert or Jamal Williams this weekend. Uh, New England's defense, you know, looking very stout. Saints going up against a weak, weak Panthers side. And as somebody myself that is uh, holding on to Jamal Williams, thinking he would be very valuable for the first four weeks, disappointing week one, uh, which of those two guys do you maybe like as a start versus sit? Yeah, I think it was it was a disappointing week one. I had higher expectations. This Saints passing attack looks like it's going to lead the way, but also it was against Tennessee, who is traditionally very strong. Last year, I think they only gave up three and a half or less fewer yards per carry. Uh, the Panthers not as good, uh, so I'm holding out a little bit of hope there. Mostert, I think. Look, he, you know, while Jeff Wilson Jr. is out, Devin A. Chain still hasn't worked his way back into the mix. I think there's a path to workload, but I would have thought he had done more last week against the Chargers defense. It's pretty generous to rushers, but they may just pass all the time the way that uh, two of the Tyreek Hill hookup looks. So I'm with you. I kind of think the matchup favor Jamal Williams in this one. I think we've got to watch our expectations. Kendra Miller could be back this week. He was out with the hamstring last week. Um, and maybe that opens things up a little more for the offense and a little more in the middle for Williams having some other pieces there. You would think the passing attack will loosen up the, at least the middle of the box and open some things up. Uh, hopefully they get him some fortuitous carries near the goal line. Jets versus Cowboys this weekend. Two defenses who were instrumental in their uh, opening wins in week number one. Um, if you uh, are looking at this matchup and there's offensive players on both sides that uh, that 
draw a lot of fancy, but is this going to be a defensive battle and kind of maybe steering away from starting any of the offensive players in this Jets-Cowboys game? I mean, it's going to be hard to dial back on, you know, Tony Pollard. Look, Brees Hall is going to be on a pitch count. He does not care. <laughs> He's going to do something with uh, with pretty much every opportunity. Very impressed with what he did. I think the passing attack is where I have concerns, right, um, on, on both sides. So I think I'd stick with the running game just fine. Like, I don't want to outsmart myself too much, but I was having some people ask about C.D. Lamb last night, and I said, you know, He's going to get sauced up. Well, Sauce Gardner playing pretty well, and uh, you know both teams with with effective pass rushes. I'm a little concerned. Remember, the Cowboys' offensive line too has three players now injured. Zach Morton, the guard, was added. We already had Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith a little beat up, so that's a concern as well with this Jets defense. So not dialing back on Pollard, not dialing back on Brees Hall, who I still think is like a tail end running back two for most fantasy leagues right now, and only with room to grow as he, they get more confident in his knee. And Dalvin Cook's still a flex-level play, but the passing attack I'm probably shying away from. We are joined by Bob Harris right now here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. You can check Bob on Twitter at Football Diehard. Hear him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Channel 87, and on the Sirius XM app. Uh, Bob, we let people know you were hopping on here, so we got some questions coming in here. This one's Ricky from Usman says, Kincaid or Kittle this weekend, half-point PPR league. What do you think there? Kittle up, look, Kincaid was kind of down. To, I, I, two things. I think Kincaid's going to be very good as, as he gets acclimated to this offense and they start figuring out how to incorporate him. I don't view him as a regular tight end. He looks more like a big slot receiver, and slot receivers are a big deal in Buffalo. They're not yet, though. I'm going to go ahead and go with Kittle uh, in this matchup against the Rams. He's not overly daunting uh, a defense. And I think Kittle he still has a pretty good connection with Brock Purdy. There are going to be weeks where it's going to be a bit of a struggle for for all the pieces there. Like that's you know one of the problems with teams that have a lot of a lot of good pieces is sometimes some of the pieces are not going to shine. So I don't think Brandon Ayuk is going to you know be as dominant. I think he's going to be dominant, but not as dominant. Debo Samuel is in the mix. Christian McCaffrey, but I think Kittle is likely to, to be as busy as anyone. If he caught maybe a couple more of the his six targets against the Steelers, maybe he might have done a little more. So I like the opportunity for him. Uh, we saw you retweet Adam Schefter talking about Jerry Judy, full participant in practice yesterday. That puts him on track to play against the Commanders this weekend. Uh, for you, coming off the injury, is he a must-start? Uh, not a must-start. Um, nobody at Denver is a must-start because they don't <laughs> score a lot of points. And this goes back to last year, right? Like, I'm like I'm okay playing him, uh, you know, but I'm looking at my options carefully. I just need to see this team start putting up the kind of points that, you know, lead to legitimate fantasy production. Last week it was 16 points against the Raiders defense that isn't terribly stout, right? Uh, and so they need to get on point. I do expect them to get better. And, like, they're playable pieces. They're Judy, totally playable piece. Cortland Sutton, totally a playable piece. Uh, both running backs, the primary backs, Javante Williams and Shamaj P. Ryan. So I'm fine playing them, but I'm looking at my options very carefully. Judy's not a must play, but an okay play. Tennessee is hosting the Chargers this weekend, and I don't think anybody is in the realm of actually starting Ryan Tannehill in fantasy-wise. But outside the fantasy scope, for anybody that maybe took a flyer on Will Levis a late round in a, in a dynasty league or something, uh, do you think we're anywhere close to seeing the Titans making a change at quarterback? And, and will Levis be the next man up, or will they go back to Malik Willis first, do you think? I mean, I think so far it's looked like Malik Willis. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. I know there's been some talk even today that the Jets are interested in Tannehill as a potential trade. 
you know, candidate. I think you'll hear a lot of rumors about the Jets. And, and look, maybe Zach Wilson will not be as horrible as he has been in the past. They just need serviceable. That, that would get him by. And, and he's got like a $36 million quarterback coach, so maybe that'll help him out a little bit. But uh, in Tannehill's case, man, it was a horrible start. I'm expecting a little more. I think I'll expect more Derrick Henry this week. Uh, we saw a pretty big split in at least the snap shares with Ty J Spears. I think you'll see a little less of that, probably more than 15 carries. If they get that running attack on point, it'll open things up for Tannehill a little more. And I think, you know, the addition of DeAndre Hopkins uh, adds a little something to this receiving core. I don't think he'll be this horrible as he was in the opener going forward uh, because it's a low bar, man. He's got to get better. Uh, but, look, if they get in the middle of the season and they're not winning, I think it, I think anything is fair game. My gut feeling is at the moment it would be Malik Willis. Uh, but there's still some time for Levis to to, to progress uh, from where he was this summer. Uh, Bob, one last question comes in from Dustin here. He says, hi, guys. Who do I start at Flex? Javante Williams, Algier, or Pickens? I do have Bijan as well starting. Uh, we actually had another texter come in earlier today saying, am I crazy to start two Falcons running backs? But uh, with Algier, Pickens, and Javante Williams, where do you go? You are not crazy to start two Falcons running backs. Uh, I'm probably li- like Javante Williams is right there. I would probably I could I could diversify a little bit if you're if that's your concern. Here's the thing about Arthur Smith. We are told he's an offensive mastermind, right? That's what got him this job. And uh, we see how he's operating this offense like an old-school, run-heavy offense. I believe that's because he is an offensive genius, at least smart enough to realize his quarterback is a limiting factor. And I think you're going to continue to see he's got a great offensive line. We'll see both those backs keep playing. But I understand the, the diversifying. I ranked Javante Williams two players ahead of Tyler Algier this week, so – uh, you know, it, uh, pretending I can predict with that level of uh, granularity. I think they're both great plays. So if you want to diversify, Javante Williams would be the pick for me. Beautiful. Bob Harris joining us here on Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy. Bob, we really appreciate it today. Hopefully we can get you on again in the future. You know where I am. Thanks for calling. Amazing. Give uh, Bob a follow on Twitter at Football Diehard. You can also hear him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, Channel 87 on the Sirius app as well. I mean, we do an hour a day. Those guys are doing like 24 hours straight fantasy football. I know it's more than one person and they go all over the place, but uh, that was a good guest. It, it, it always blows my mind when we have these guys on and, and they just, they have an answer for everything. And more often than not, it's the right one, which is uh, great because, I mean, you and I host the show for a reason. We, uh, we love fantasy sports. It's not just sitting here talking about them, playing them. So everything that Bob and all our guests are saying, I'm taking that right back to my leagues and implementing it uh, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you ask those questions and, you know, we kind of have that inside edge. We try to use the texters because we do get a lot of really good questions from you guys. The text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. But I think you and I would be crazy to say sometimes we don't ask a question that relates to our fantasy team. <laughs> got to ask, you know, just a little bit there. Uh, get those questions coming in here. We got a couple we still need to get to as we get into the final segment of this show. Uh, St. Albert Kevin says, I hope you guys start an NHL fantasy league. So w- let me ask the question, Brandon. You're in fantasy hockey. Uh, when it comes to doing a league... What do you think would be the best bet so we can maximize the amount of people involved? Because I just think of that old school pool where you check off like your 12 players and then you just sit back and watch. If you get injured, too bad. That That's your guy. Yeah, it's. I, I think like you said, the way to get the most listeners involved at once is exactly what you said. And it's kind of like 
it's a it's a longer scope version of of daily fantasy, right? Where mm-hmm. you have a like you said, you have to pick a player from each group of these, which is if you want to assign them each group a dollar figure and kind of a tier caliber of player. It's a similar idea, so I think that's a good way to um, get people maybe more familiar with that format if they haven't done that before, if they are looking to get into more daily fantasy stuff. And uh, and yeah, we want to get as many people involved as possible. So starting an actual fantasy league, I mean, that's going to limit it to uh, you know anywhere from from twelve to fourteen people. I've played in a sixteen. Uh, person fantasy hockey league before so deep oh my goodness that was that was a brutal season um but yeah so that really limits it we want to get everybody involved so i I think a pool will be the best way to go for that but we're we're doing uh doing research and and taking suggestions all the time absolutely yeah let us know what you think well we want to do something uh i should say also if you're in our survivor pool make sure you make your pick because uh, the deadline will be coming up here brandon you're still in it aren't you Yes, I, I, like I said, I had well, a little bit, a little nervous uh, energy with the commanders, but they pulled through for me. Now, are you willing to say who your pick is, or is it a secret? It's not a secret. I, I actually haven't decided yet. I've been, uh, I've been perusing the board. <laughs> you know what? What is it? Crazy that I want to take the Texans versus the Colts? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe crazy. That's maybe crazy. Yeah, maybe crazy. I mean, there might be some more obvious ones out there, but if you wanted to go off the board and, you know, save a powerhouse for later on in the season, it, it could pay off for you. Yeah. And like I think the Texans are maybe favored in that game or just one and a half point dogs. Uh, I haven't checked the most recent line on it, but yeah, I, I, that's where I'm sitting right now, but nothing, uh, nothing concrete yet. I mean, I, I do really like that you're going to have two young quarterbacks going head-to-head, Stroud and Richardson, and they're going to go head-to-head for the next, hopefully, 15 years with Trevor Lawrence and maybe Will Levis, maybe Malik. We'll find out. But, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting pick. Uh, if you are still alive in our survivor pool, text us in. Uh, text it at one 401 Let us know uh, where you're going when it comes to the survivor pool this week. We'll wrap up uh, after our upcoming segment here, hand things over to Lowdown with Low Tide and Declan Kruger. Uh, this is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. 11.43, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out, B- well, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. one 401 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Uh, lots of texts coming in right now. VR Greg says Survivor Pool. How do I enter? Oh, man. We got some bad news, Greg. Uh, That deadline, that ship has passed. It sailed. Uh, The deadline was last week. So like me, you are out. I didn't make it very long. You never got in. We're all in the same boat. I think we got about uh, 150 or some odd players left in the Survivor Pool. So make sure you go get your pick in. We've got Norm in a combine says, yes, take the Texans. Good choice. Yeah, Norm vocal houston fan yes very vocal <laughs> astros fan and he gave me a little reaffirmation this morning when i uh, confessed my my texans fandom saying that was a game i will in fact be watching on sunday even though it's between two really bad teams but that's what fandom is uh, oilers fans i think should know that better than anybody uh, even yeah. when your team stinks you they're still your team stand by them things are looking up you have to you have to because then when they get good it'll make it all worth it all those dark days uh, will be in the past vr greg says sad really i know sorry greg next year next year we'll, we'll start it up again and we'll all have a chance uh brandon before we get to the text line here just want to update people on what's going on with the local sports teams this weekend so you can call me out if i've got any of these wrong uh, the elks in regina seven thirty kickoff taking on the rough riders correct 
If you want to watch that game with me, first round downtown. I'll be there for the Elks watch party. Shameless plug. Okay. Tonight also, the U of A Golden Bears, 2-0 in Saskatoon, taking on the University of Saskatchewan. Number three ranked national team, the Huskies are. Mm, so should be a good, be a good game. One. Six o'clock start there. Okay, we'll stick with football. The Huskies in Calgary taking on the Colts Sunday at one. The Wildcats hosting the Hilltops Sunday at one. Both correct. Both correct. And finally in the AJ, the Spruce Grove Saints hosting GP and the Crusaders hosting Fort Mac. Yes, and then I believe they flip-flop those for the Saturday night games. That I makes a, a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, you don't want to travel so far. That's a good idea. Uh, Saints, obviously, fantastic year last year, and the Crusaders, they'll be they'll be on the upswing. A young team last year, I believe, and looking to improve from the south. I mean, do we just pencil in Brooks? Yeah, we we had <laughs> we had, we had um, uh, Crusaders general manager uh, Adam Surgery on the Kevin Carey show this morning. Tons of great insight about not only the the Crusaders and their upcoming season, but just like the state of junior hockey in general. And I mm-hmm. uh, talked a little bit, you know, the the BCHL splitting off and doing their own thing and um, competitive uh, nature and parity within the league. Uh, Brooks, I think, yeah, probably a pretty safe bet. And we did have a text there uh, saying, and I think he know he knows why Brooks is always so good despite the AJHL being an amateur program. But I won't uh, say that out loud because that's uh, a little unfair. We don't know all the details. I mean, I guess you could say if you know, you know. And if, <laughs> one, you've, heard, nights, like, if you've heard, you might know. Was it Portland in the dub? I think so. That yeah. actually got caught? Potentially. I uh, don't, yeah. I think they got could caught. Be. Uh, who knows? Who knows what goes on? But uh, man, they, they do build a fantastic hockey team. Okay, let's uh, get back into the inbox. Slurpee Sean says, Morning, fellas. Feeling good this morning after benching Madison last night. Need big things from Montgomery on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, hey, you're halfway there. You made the call. You got the, you got it correct. Now you need the second half uh, to kick off there. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, Madison, yeah, he's he, I think, made a lot of people maybe question what they do with him going forward. Maybe look at the waiver wire. I think he's going to bounce back. I think it's, you know... They've been down in games. They've been competitive. If they can get the early lead, I think Madison will have a lot better performances. Yeah, I was I was happy with Madison's performance because I'm going up against him in one of my leagues. Both uh, my opposition, A.J. Brown and Alex Madison, neither of which had uh, very good nights by any stretch of the imagina- imagination. And then myself with uh, Justin Jefferson in, in both leagues and DeAndre Swift in one. I was uh, I was riding high last night at the brew house, doling out the drinks. Yeah, Shots for everybody. What were you buying? Uh, Pink Whitney was very popular. Okay. Um, and then you got to mix in some dangles as yeah. well. Love the dangles. Ninja Turtle? The best one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, the purple of the Ninja Turtle dangle are going good with the Vikings fans that were there. I thought it was a good fit. Uh, in my fantasy league last night, I had Madison, 1.9 points. Uh, my opposition, the Scoutmaster, Dallas Goddard, and A.J. Brown combining for 5.1 points. So it's a, a real heavyweight tilt going on. Now we got a text here from Nolsey. And I think we'll get your opinion on this one, Brandon, the fantasy hockey expert of the two of us. Hey, Jens, pleasure hearing 1440. Dynasty League trade proposal. See attached scoring. Three years of Tim Stutzla. Four. Four years of Quinton Byfield and five years of Slavkovsky. Out in Montreal. Byfield just continues to get better. I think when he gets that, and we said it about Yossi Pugliarvi, but I think the upside's already there with Byfield. But like 
when he get, figures out that body, he's going to be a, wor- a thing to work with. Slavkowski out in Montreal had the injury last year. I don't know if he should have played in the NHL last year. We had um, Tony Marinaro from Montreal on the Gregor show yesterday, and he's just like, yeah, probably shouldn't have played. Probably could have gone back to junior after the World Championships, things like that. What do you think about this deal? This is an interesting one. Three really talented young players. Quentin Byfield being the most tantalizing option. I mean, we already know what Tim Stutzla is. Yeah, great player. He, he's already crescendoed into a superstar in the NHL. And Ottawa and their management team looking so smart for how they've approached all their uh, their contracts and, and, and their financial situation. Um, Byfield going to get a lot more opportunity in L.A. this year. Uh, that trade for Dubois, yes, that's a big name coming in. But they sent out a lot of their supporting pieces in that deal. So I think this is going to be a very good chance for Byfield to break out um, is, is just like you said, a matter of we can speculate all we want, but he has to be the one to put it together. And Slavkowski, I mean, pedigree is is, is a lot to do with a lot of things. Like th- even a guy like Jack Campbell, top 10 or top, uh, top uh, half of the first round draft pick way back in the day, 2010, flounders around forever and then just gets the right situation and, and blossoms into what we now know him as as a legitimate NHL starter. So it, it's Slavkowski's situation. That's only one year out. Pedigree matters, and there's a reason guys get scouted the way they do. There are misses, of course, but uh, this is an interesting one. The three years of Stutzla versus four years of Byfield, five years of Slavkowski. The physical aspect of Byfield and Slavkowski are, uh, are interesting. They have the format here. I don't really understand it, though, in terms of the scoring. It doesn't look like hits maybe matter. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the uh, trade proposal. I, I wouldn't be pulling the trigger. Stutzla's going to blow up this year. And it's uh, and if the rest of your team is super competitive right now, Stutzla's the answer right now. But if you're like in a rebuild in your fantasy team, then I think uh, maybe you pull the trigger on this because Byfield and Slavkowski, a lot of upside down the road. Uh, Fat Efron says, my opponent had Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Dropped, of course, and picked up Kurt. I think that's Kurt Cousins. And then Kurt Cousins dropped 36 points. Yeah. Hey, some guys have all the luck. Although, you know, drafting Aaron Rodgers and then him getting injured four plays in, not all the luck. I believe he would have had zero fantasy points because he's 0 for 1 when it happened. But Kurt Cousins, I'm telling you, that guy. You can We can debate if he's going to win you a championship. We can debate how he is on primetime. But when it comes to fantasy sports, he's going to feed Justin Jefferson. He's got Addison. Uh, he's got Osborne. He's got Hawkinson. He's got some nice weapons there in Minnesota, and he's got a great coach. So, you know, he's going to put up numbers. one 401 is a text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Hockey, football, whatever it might be. Uh, I do also just want to let people know if you if you haven't heard if you don't follow us on social media at Sports fourteen forty uh, you might have missed the news but we have a pretty big show coming up today with Jason Greger. Are you a wrestling fan, Brandon? No, but even what? I know the name that you guys are having on today. Like that is how big he is. Yeah, and I've that this he transcends wrestling. I think and Canadian icon mm-hmm. at the same time. He was on The Simpsons. Huge. He was, yeah, exactly. Uh, five-time WWF champion, two-time WCW heavyweight champion, two-time intercontinental champion, WWF tag team champion twice. He was a WCW tag team champion with Goldberg. He's a WWE Hall of Famer as an individual and as a group, a Stampede Wrestling Hall of Famer. Brett the Hitman Hart, the best there is, the best there was. 
the best there ever will be, will join us at 4.20 today on the Jason Greger Show. Uh, great get by our executive producer, Brad Slater. We'll also be joined by Rob Vanstone of uh, Riderville.com. He's their senior writer. Talk about the Riders and the Elks. We'll have the Cam Tate's two-minute warning. Lorianne Munzer will join us, Olympic gold medalist. Uh, we'll talk to Jamie Thomas. He is the color analyst for the Winnipeg Jets. Of course, the Jets and Oilers Young Stars meeting out in Penticton tonight. You can watch that one, actually, on the Winnipeg Jets YouTube. So if you want to watch that one, it will be available. I believe Waz from Oilers Nation tweeted out the link. If you want to go track that down, we will have Wanye Gretz of Oilers Nation in studio. We had a lot of people that I think missed his intro and then texting into the show like, who is this guy? He's hilarious. He will be in from four till six. Uh, we'll have Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet joining us at five o'clock and Alan Mitchell from the Lowdown with Low Tide, which is coming up next. Uh, he'll join us as well, I think at 520, but I haven't confirmed that with him. So we'll say 520 and hope that he agrees. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who's coming up with him next. I, I assume it's going to be good. Brandon, have you, have you spoke to Declan? Do you know what's coming up here? I don't know what Declan's got teed up for the low t- uh, the lowdown today, but like you said, you can pretty safely assume it's going to be good. Uh, <laughs> low tide uh, is a riot no matter what. Uh, yesterday telling a great story involving some bathing suits and the like, and it's uh, they can the tangents are always possible to, to come up on low tide show, but they always keep you entertained regardless, no matter what they're talking about. You and I were sitting outside the studio just kind of waiting and we just heard low tide going on this story. Uh, another thing we, we kind of had some fun with, Brandon, you, you're you not from Edmonton. You've lived in Edmonton or area for a while, so you do know the area. Uh, but West Edmonton Mall Attractions, if there's anywhere you think Brandon needs to go check out, because we like to do our little walk, uh, let us know, and maybe maybe we'll take some pictures. Go check it out. we got to find some coffee spots as well. As I scroll through the schedule here, low tide will have Steve Lansky on at 1 o'clock and much, much more. That'll do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Thank you guys for all the text you've sent in. Any questions, you can always find us on Twitter at Fantasy Frenzy AM. Brandon and I monitor that account so we can reply to you. We got to thank our guest, Bob Harris from SiriusXM Fantasy Channel 87. Uh, make sure you tune into them uh, maybe on the weekends when we're not on. Otherwise, keep it locked here on Sports 1440. For the entirety of your day, I'm Connor Halley. He's Brandon Douglas. Again, thank you for tuning in today to Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Let's get to a sports 1440 update, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's beef, best beef jerky, locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here's Brandon Douglas.